0: Too many times I've been around that track, and it's not just gonna <laughs> happen like that, cuz I ain't no hollerback girl. No, I ain't no hollerback girl. Track and, ru- track and that rhyme in there, Roar. You might have missed it. Mm, that shit's bananas. B A N A N A, yes. That shit is bananas. B A N A N A, yes.
1: You know what's
0: Welcome to the Four Corners Crimecast. My name is Jake. My name is Roy.
1: And I'm your host, Katie. And today we are talking about the Pizza Hut murders.
0: Uh, Stromboli. Now,
1: what? <laughs>
0: Pizza. Where <laughs> are we going for this one, Katie?
1: This is actually in Tucson, Arizona.
0: Oh, the hometown and the town of the Calzones. That's not what they call it. Now, where's all the research from on this one?
1: It was done with Arizona Daily Star, Tucson dot com, dot org, Arizona Daily Sun, Arbitrary Death by Rick Unksul Bay, KOLD Kagon Nine, and CaseLaw dot com.
0: All right, that was a lot of it.
1: Yes, because it was just a bunch of snippets, like news articles, and a couple videos from Gun 9 Do you remember Guy Ashley? Oh, yeah. He used to do all the news. These were all still in his prime. Yeah,
0: Guy Ashley. He's been around a long time. Who recommended this week's episode?
1: This one was recommended by my mom and Aaron Horseman. But yeah, so thanks. <laughs>
0: awesome. Thanks for the recommendations. Yeah, guys, and if you feel free to reach out and get your stickers... Why don't you go ahead and start us off with this one, Katie?
1: Our story begins the night of January 17th, 1999. We do not have a lot of background information on our two perpetrators, 19-year-old Kajornsek Prasert Fong, who went by Tom, and 17-year-old Christopher Herstel, who went by Bo.
0: Kajornsek?
1: Um. Yeah, he, I don't, that's my best I think guess. he's like
0: Korean, right? He's Thai. from
1: Thai, yeah. yeah. Prasert,
0: from Fong. Okay. Prasert Fong. Prasert Fong.
1: In all the videos, they call him Tom because nobody could say his first name.
0: Tom? Tom.
1: Tom. T-O-M. What we do know is that Prasut Fong immigrated from Thailand in 1989 and dropped out of high school not long before the murders. He apparently always carried a gun with him and made claims of having connection to the Thai Mafia. Herstel was a junior at Saguaro High School at the time of the murders, described as not having a lot of friends and being very easy to manipulate. This information came from one of Herstel's defense attorneys, so we should take it with a grain of salt.
0: The defense attorney said that he's easy to manipulate, and mm-hmm. so they're basically putting Tom in the hot seat on this one? Basically. Okay.
1: Around 10 p.m. the night of January 17th, the two men were eating dinner in a pizza hut located on Broadway and Pantano in the shopping plaza across from the IHOP.
0: We go to that IHOP a lot. For people that aren't in Tucson, this is located on the east side of Tucson. Far east almost. Far east almost. Uh, there's It's not there anymore, right? No, no pizza.
1: they tore it down. There is the three trees. That they planted in memory of the victims, I'm pretty sure they're still there. Okay. When they tore it down.
0: Yeah, so this is the east side of Tucson, which was considered a relatively safe area.
1: I mean, technically, when you're this far east, it still is. Back in the 90s, this was definitely like the side of town you wanted to live on and raise a family on.
0: Back in the 90s, this was such a nice side of town.
1: Both men gave varying stories of what happened in their confessions, but what we do know is that while they were eating dinner, they decided to rob the three employees, Melissa Moniz, 20, James Bloxham, 17, and Robert Curry, 44.
0: They were just sitting there, and they were like, fuck it, let's just rob them.
1: It was decided either before they went there or while they were eating.
0: Like, this pizza really sucks. It has a weird conversation to get to. Yeah. Like, hey, we're hanging out in pizza. Um, Let's rob the place.
1: I think it was because... Apparently Prassard Fong didn't have his debit card on him, and so he couldn't pay. So I don't know why that led to, I don't know if they were going to rob them of the money and then be like, here you go, pay for my dinner with your yeah, money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the what the logic was behind it.
0: Okay, so they didn't really have a plan. They...
1: No, no, they're 17 and 19. They're way before their planning stage in life.
0: Too much ice in my soda, my RC. The
1: self-serve sodas. <laughs>
0: No, I think back then they gave you the little red cups on the table, and you walk. They walk up and fill it for you, like it, like Chuck e. Cheese and Peter Piper. Maybe I used to go to a Pizza Hut a lot when I was a kid. That pizza. I would hut? read. I would read. Okay. Oh okay, yeah, you get your personal pan pizzas from your reading yeah, book yeah. club. Personal pan free pizza, baby. Well, not free because I add an extra topping. Oh <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm like, it's a dollar fifty three for sausage with the pepperoni. Yes, I knew.
1: Professor Fong normally kept a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his truck, and Herstel had brought it inside without his knowledge. According to Professor Fong, they decided to not rob the store because a woman, Melissa, was working, and because he had his debit card on him and was able to pay.
0: So he did have his debit card on him.
1: Yeah, I guess he checked his pockets? I don't know. Okay. There was just no logic behind any of this. It was incredibly senseless. Herstel went into the bathroom while Professor Fong went to the register mm-hmm. to pay. While his receipt was printing, her cell came out of the bathroom, quote-unquote going crazy with the gun. He first shot Melissa, then turned and shot Robert. When James realized what was happening and began running to the back, he was shot too. The gunshot wound did not kill Melissa, so Prasar Fong approached her and lifted her by her hair to make sure she was dead. When he realized she was still alive, he tried to break her neck but was unsuccessful.
0: Oh, what the fuck? Can you imagine like you've seen so many action movies? Yeah, you're like, like, All it takes is a quick little jerk here and they're gone for good yeah but he wasn't Liam Neeson no I don't think that's like a real thing all that much is it
1: not really no you gotta be pretty fucking strong
0: yeah the only realistic things in movies are when he curb stomps that dude in American History X because that will fuck you up he does that when they do that in The Sopranos too oh yeah that's right yeah curb stomps are a real danger people don't bite the curb no fight with all you can
1: Her cell approached and shot her twice in the head, which still did not kill her. Damn. On the way out of the restaurant, they grabbed a bank bag, which contained only checks, and the debit card machine Prasser Fong had used to pay, likely in an attempt to destroy the record that they had eaten there.
0: Oh my god. Now, it was 1999, but I'm pretty sure everything was still backed up to a computer back then. If you had a debit card machine, it probably was hardwired into something. Yeah. It's a process and it had to be connected to the internet. I don't think debit cards e- machines existed before the internet, right? Phone lines. I think mean, there was internet, but yeah. Blah, blah, was... blah. They had to talk. Sure. I That just sounds like a thing. I didn't have a debit card in 1999. They, uh... I, <laughs>
1: Is I, it a I, nine-year-old? You didn't have a debit card?
0: I, I'm pretty sure that yeah, they still use changed. the slide connections, right? Like where you... Yeah, but not if they had a debit card machine. That's what a debit card machine was back in the day where you take uh, the debit card I guess card, you're, you're right. Grung, grung. And slide the thing over, then you get three carbon copies. Yeah, that was probably right on the edge of the time frame. I'll bet it's hard to say. Indeed. Do we know? Oh, it was printing the receipt. Oh, okay. Well, all on. printed receipts back then, right? Oh man, it's so hard to remember back to '99.
1: I was two, so I don't know.
0: I was nine. I was the oldest, and I don't remember paying for anything with a debit card.
1: Once they'd driven a far enough distance from the restaurant, they burned the bag and checks and threw the debit card machine into a wash. The gun was hidden in the wheel well of the truck's spare tire.
0: <laughs> so they didn't. They kept the gun on them. Yeah, yeah, he yeah kept it was the, his gun. Yeah, he kept the gun. Yeah, but he... <laughs> there's There's more to this, though. Okay, okay, okay.
1: They then went to a pool hall and met up with friends. At 11 p.m., Michael Orban, Melissa's boyfriend, arrived to pick her up from work. When he walked into the building, he first saw Melissa, still alive, lying in a pool of blood mm-hmm. as well as spitting it up. He rushed to the nearby Circle K and called 911, and police and EMS arrived in minutes. Melissa was rushed to the hospital, where she died a few hours later. She had been shot in the head, neck, right arm, and hand. James was shot in the head, chest, abdomen, and left leg. One bullet passed through his brain and one through his lungs, which likely killed him instantly. Robert was shot in the head, neck, and chest. His cause of death was determined to be blood loss, meaning he laid alive for what could have been 30 minutes before finally passing away. In total, we can assume that over a dozen rounds were fired. Robert had $358 in his pocket when police found him. When detectives searched the scene, they found plates, silverware, and napkins all containing DNA that would later be matched to her Stella and Prasert Fong.
0: So they took the debit card machine and then they just left their plates. They didn't think about that.
1: Yeah, they didn't really think about a whole lot of anything.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. He's like, get our plates and silverware. And the dude walks back there and there's just a whole sink full. He's like, ugh. Oh. They like, probably left them on the table still. Maybe. Because the dude got up. Probably.
1: I imagine one of them was like, hey, dude, get the plates. And he was like, I'm not a fucking waitress. Yeah. And then they just got... Yeah,
0: let me kill this waitress.
1: They were not caught because of this, though. They were caught because they talked. On the 18th, detectives received a phone call from a man named Josh Simmons, a friend of Herstel and Prasher Fong's. He said that Herstel actually admitted to him that he and Prasher Fong were involved in the murders. Simmons also said that Herstel had said he shot Melissa in the neck, and when he followed after her, found Prasher Fong trying to break her neck. Simmons knew exactly where to find the two men, and they were arrested shortly after the phone call.
0: Yeah, weren't they, like, hanging out at the dude's truck?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were just standing. I don't, I guess, standing outside his truck.
0: Yeah, and the cops pulled up, and they were just chilling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess that's what you do when you drop out of high school. You just and stand outside your car. He you just
0: murdered five, four people, three people. Three people. Yeah. Chill at my truck. I was going to dash and dine, but decided to murder some people yeah, instead. Yeah, and they're literally hanging out right where the gun is hidden. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to hang out with the tailgate of your truck.
1: In the first interrogation, Herstel denied having any involvement or even being at the Pizza Hut the night before. Once Pastor Fong had confessed, part of the recorded interview was played for Herstel, who admitted to shooting three people, but did not take responsibility for any of the deaths. With the confessions, the men were both charged and taken to jail.
0: They rolled over pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I think it was like an hour and a half in.
0: Man, talk about just people without a plan. They didn't even talk about it afterwards? Like, okay, if the police come, we're going to say this.
1: No, I think they went and played pool and they just went on with their normal lives and tried to forget about it. The trial is where the story gets even messier. The judge decided that the men's trials should be held together before dual juries. Something rarely ever happens, especially in cases where both men implicated the other in the crime.
0: So they put them in the same room and basically gave them the same trial? Is that what you're saying?
1: Pretty much, yeah. So they there was dual juries, so there was one jury for one guy, one jury for the other guy, and then stuff that could ma- be mentioned about both of them, both juries could hear, and then everything that had to do with one guy, the other jury had to leave the room, and then they would bring them back in, and then the other jury would have to leave the room, and then they would bring them back in, and then... That's
0: a lot of walking. They could have given them books and sleeping blinders, and away they go. At one point in time, 24 people were in the that room, correct? Correct, yes. Crazy. That's a lot of jury. Yeah, it kind of ruins the old saying. It's better to be something by something than hung by twelve. Now you're hung by twenty four. Home by eight. Hung by eight. Home by eight. Home by eight. Home by eight. Okay. I thought you said hung by eight. It's like this is not a porno, Rory. Right?
1: The judge also moved the trial to Prescott, which meant housing, travel expenses, and food had to be paid for two juries, plus both defendants had to be driven from the nearest jail to the courtroom every day.
0: Everybody got per diem. Isn't it Prescott?
1: Prescott,
0: what? Why would it be Prescott?
1: Because that's how everyone says it.
0: Everyone's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's a Prescott, Prescott, tomato, tomato type thing. If
1: you're from Arizona, it's Prescott.
0: Um. Uh... I don't think that's true. I think if your name is Katie Renner, it's Prescott.
1: We can take a trip to Prescott and ask everyone there (laughs) what they call it. Hey, what
0: city am I in? Am I in Prescott? You guys know that most of our listenership is in Arizona and we could probably just ask. Actually, that's not true. Prescott versus Prescott. Go ahead and uh, (laughs) all our Prescott California people call. Yeah, send in uh, the way you pronounce it. Just record yourself saying it on your phone or whatever.
1: (laughs) Or just say, if, if you think I'm correct or if Rory's correct. Yeah. We'll put a
0: poll up. All right, Kitty. Jake, how do you say it? He says Prescott. Prescott.
1: Okay. I
0: mean. Do you call your boss Skit? (laughs) I just don't get how it's called Skit. (laughs) That's
1: just how everyone says it.
0: It's just funny to me. I don't know. (laughs) Sounds like you're saying let's go get our press kit and, uh,. Ooh, we need Advertise. to get a press kit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get some advertising. Okay. I'm not, you can say it however you want, Katie. If you want to keep it. I'm going to keep safe. saying it that way. I prefer if she says a press kit at this point.
1: you give me shit for saying Nevada, too, and not yeah, Nevada. Yeah, nev- Nevada. I also that say- That
0: one she's actually right on. No, it's not Nevada. It's only Nevada if you're an East Coast douchebag. It's Nevada. It's not, it's not technically Nevada. That sounds dumb compared to Nevada. Nevada sounds normal until you say Nevada, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's better.
1: It's, I also say aunt, which is the correct way. Oh.
0: <sighs> Yeah. Katie, Katie, Katie.
1: Why would you leave a U out of the word? Do you, you think that your dad's sister
0: can lift 10 times her body weight? Yeah, I do. <laughs> she weighs like 30 pounds. Aunt. Aunt. Okay, aunt, what? I'll give it to There's you.
1: There's a U in it. Why I, would you uh, just no, leave I'll, it out? I'll give it
0: to you. I'll give you aunt. I'm not giving you Prescott, Prescott. though. Prescott. <laughs> do you say jaunt or jant? I went for a jaunt. Must be aunt. Okay. So, how Halloween or Halloween?
1: I always say Halloween.
0: Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> It's a You're Utah really thing. <laughs> Rory's got all these fucking Utah pronunciations in his dome.
1: So, anyways, they moved the trial to Prescott, Arizona. During the trial, so claimed that Presser Fong was the one to come out of the bathroom and shoot Melissa before handing the gun to him. He saw one of the employees reach for something, which he thought might be a gun, so he shot them both. The trial ended with Presser Fong and herself being convicted on three first degree murder charges and three armed robbery charges. They were given the death penalty for Melissa Moniz and James Bloxham's death and life without the possibility of parole for Robert Curry's death. Curry's wife actually asked the men to not be given death for Robert's death, as she believed that the three lives being taken was enough and the death penalty was senseless.
0: Was she the one that also forgave Razart Fong later on, or was that... That
1: was Kathy Ware, which was his sister. Okay, so they're
0: they're a fairly forgiving family, or forgiving group of people, because they didn't want to go for the death penalty. She forgave... At least one of them. She mm-hmm. let that shit go, man. She just let it go.
1: Yeah. And my mom actually knew her. She didn't really have much to say. But Robert Cray's wife was my brother's preschool teacher. No way. And he was born in 94. So it was around the time that he was in preschool that this happened. That's crazy. He's going to kill me if he wasn't born in 94. I, can't I think he said he
0: was in 94 ye- yesterday on the podcast. when We okay. were recording the bonus episode. In a
1: 2003 appeal, Herstel's convictions were overturned, with the Arizona Supreme Court saying that the judge had actually coerced jurors into their verdict. A second trial was granted, which began in 2005. This time, the jury finds cell not guilty on all three first-degree murder charges, but deadlocks when deciding if he should be convicted of second-degree murder. When deciding if he should receive a third trial, Hirstell pled guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to only 25 years. He is scheduled to be released on January 12, 2024, only four years from now.
0: That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. And also, that's uh, six days after I'm going to buy my GTR.
1: All this was varying between who did what, but from the way everyone made it sound, it was more herstell that actually murdered these people and had the idea and brought the gun.
0: And he came running out of the bathroom like the crazy man, right? Now, was there Supposedly. any way to was there any way to prove that that he like who was shot first or anything like that? Do they have like that sense of order as to how it went down, or is it just more of?
1: They know how it went.
0: Story versus his story.
1: They know how it went down because of the. I mean, there's casings all over the restaurant, obviously. So the shooting started right outside the bathroom, but there's no way to prove who had the gun.
0: I'll tell you, they know who shot first, and it was Han shot first. Han's the only one that shot. There's actually no (laughs) real instance of Burrito shooting in the original showing. That's what made Han kind of a dirtbag and a likable rogue. Likeable rogue, I fuck with that.
1: Going this again. guy is
0: not a likable rogue. These guys, uh, fuck these guys. Yeah, fuck these guys. Like a cold-blooded murderer.
1: According to Robert Curry's sister, Kathy Ware, Herstel never apologized for the murders. She and many others believe that Herstel absolutely will reoffend almost immediately after being released from prison. Based on photos, he's adapted well to prison life and is now covered up to his chin in prison tattoos. He's currently being held at Lewis Correctional in Buckeye, Arizona.
0: Those are probably really high quality. Oh, have you not seen it? He is the creepiest looking fucker.
1: They actually look kind of good. I mean, for being prison tattoos, they're not the worst thing that he could put on. His <laughs> Katie's net.
0: attracted to him. I that saw it in her eyes no, right he's now. he's got, like, yeah, crazy eyes. Odd. Yeah, it's a little she, odd that she's defending this murderer. A lady boner yeah, for a murderer. I'm
1: literally just looking at his tattoos. I couldn't even tell you mm. what his face looked like.
0: See, she's just looking at his tattoos. Drooling. Yeah. I'm like, mm, art.
1: Her cell was also <laughs> not given the death penalty because... The Supreme Court ruled that if you were a minor at the time of your crimes, you can't be given death. So even if he had been convicted on life, he wouldn't have ever had the death penalty on the table again. Prasert Fong's death sentences were both overturned when the Supreme Court ruled that they must have been handed down by a jury. He was instead given two more life without the possibility of parole. On top of one, he was sentenced for Robert Curry's death. During his resentencing, he spoke to the families of the victims, saying, quote, For the record, I am not the shooter, nor did I have a gun on me. My intention was to eat, pay, and leave.
0: Well, then you should have eat, paid, and left. That sounds too much like eat, pray, love.
1: Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to say. Eat,
0: pay, leave, eat, pray, love. Yes. I would read Eat, Pay, Leave. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. It's all about just going and It's just
1: like Yelp. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the Yelp book. We send it out every year. It's called Eat, Pay, Leave.
1: During an appeal, Prasser Fong argued that he did not receive a fair trial because evidence was obtained from a warrantless search. When the men were arrested, they were standing outside Prasser Fong's truck, which was sitting on a neighborhood road. Because it may have contained evidence, and because detectives knew there was a gun somewhere inside of it, they towed it back to the police station. Once there, to secure the truck and make sure that no one was able to find and take the gun hidden somewhere inside, an officer performed a warrantless search, but found nothing. A second warrantless search was conducted after Prosser Fong's interview, where he told detectives exactly where the gun was hidden. Of course, <laughs> because he himself told officers where the gun was, warrants were not needed, and his appeal denied.
0: That was like a smart move at all. And B, can we just get back to the fact that if he would have just put the gun and shit somewhere else? Yeah, Here, the crazy part is that the way that they went about that, the way that they got around it being a warrantless search, was that in the future it would have been searched anyway. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter that that happened at that time and nothing was found during that search. So it didn't actually bear any evidence. And the second search was actually under the direction of Prasar Fong himself. So they got around that by saying, you know, basically it was going to be found either way um, when we did a deep search on it. And that since that first search didn't bring anything up, you didn't have anything on you. And then you told us you're obviously it was going to be found anyway.
1: But, I mean, it makes sense. If you have no evidence to to present before a court, why would you mention it? Yeah, nothing happened. We found nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean, eventually they would have... (laughs) The car was actually in the parking. Like, it had been towed over to the police station parking lot while he was there. And they were going to search it again. Did they put a dog on it? How else... How else would they find the wheel well shit, right? I mean... It's, he told it, them. No, if they hadn't. I mean, they would... They pull. not they things? find it is what I'm saying. Well, because when they bring it back, they have like an actual spot where they can pull these things apart. When you're just searching a car, like out in on the street, you're just going to go through the areas where people have access to readily. You're not going to be going, oh, I'm going to go lower the tire down from underneath the truck bed and see where... See if there's anything tucked up there. Right. I just thought once they got it back to the police station, they might have done that or put a dog on it and the dog would well, be like, oh, they were about right to, here. but he was still being interviewed or some ah, shit. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if he's sitting, if you have the truck in front of you and you're like, I can't find the gun. And then you're like, well, this dude's literally in there confessing to three murders. Why am I going to keep trying to search it? I'm just going to yeah. wait. He's obviously going to fess up to where the gun is.
0: You know, sometimes people use the location of the weapon, work a deal. So if you find that, then Boom. All cards are off the table. I kind of feel like this kid was a little bit honest, though. Like, he just sort of told the truth because he was like, fuck, I'm caught. I'm going to just tell the truth here.
1: Yeah, he was the one that genuinely seemed like he told the legitimate story, and Herstel was the one that basically pointed the finger at him and said, no, he did it.
0: And it's crazy that he will be out in four years, and this dude's going to be sitting there for consecutive life sentences.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's it's pretty fucked up that he walked over to that girl and like tried to break her neck and tried to kill her and whatnot, but man.
1: The lady, I think it was Kathy Ware in one of the videos where she was talking about Robert Curry, she said something along the lines of, if we don't have a justice system, we just have a court system.
0: Yeah. I mean, that kid, Herstel. There is no justice. Herstel basically got away with murder. Yeah. And Unless he, he en- gets murdered in the next four years in jail. He could probably get not. If, if, if you're 20 years in, like you're probably not going to.
1: He could get shivved. Maybe. But I don't know. He seems to have enjoyed his time in prison.
0: Yeah, because he's a little fucking rat probably and he'll get shibbed for it. I don't know. I don't want to say anything like that, but I just do think that this is completely an imbalanced trial system because I, I think that Hurstel actually did come out with a gun and shot and killed two people right off the bat. Well, shot and killed all three of them, right? Technically, kill shot's also shot by Presser Fong.
1: I think Perstel probably fired all of the shots and Presser Fong freaked Doesn't... out and was like, oh shit, oh shit. And he might not even have been trying to break her neck. He might have just been trying to fucking fix something like in a panic. Hug her back to life. Maybe not that. I think there was some <laughs> violence behind it, but I think he was probably just like, holy fuck, holy fuck. When Herstel walked in, he was like, oh, you're trying to break her neck. So you tried to kill her too.
0: Well, I think in one of the stories, uh, well, in, in Herstel's story, he actually says something like he had passed the gun over to Prasser Fong and he went and put the death, uh, put the kill bullet in one of the dudes behind the counter. But he also did walk over and shoot uh, Monez twice, in twice yeah, as she was laying there. And then also he said, remember, he saw one of the employees reaching for something. He thought it was a gun. I don't understand how in that whole mix of everything you're going to be like, hey, bro. You want the gun? Yeah, yeah, and toss it over. Toss it over. Here you go, man. You I do shooting.
1: I saw one article where I think it was Prasert Fong said that Herstel, or no, Herstel said that Prasert Fong handed him the gun and said, you better kill these people or I'm going to fucking shoot you. I'm going to kill your family. So I'd be
0: like, oh, I've got the gun now. Yeah, I think we. this is just a little imbalance in the justice system. I think both of them should probably be in prison for life.
1: Yeah. I think Herstel's age also- was beneficial to him because being 17 and...
0: Yeah, that definitely got him I mean, you're an innocent kid
1: and then you're hanging out with some 19-year-old that apparently handed a gun and threatened to kill you, like, cherries are going to give you a little more leniency. Yeah. Especially since the death penalty is off the table. When you go into it knowing it's a death penalty case, you're going to be a little more interested in, like, being serious and reviewing every single piece of evidence, but...
0: I think, if anything, the fact that Prasert Fong got a life sentence probably just proves that he doesn't have Thai mafia connections. Well, I don't even... Yeah, no, definitely not. I think he just liked having guns around. In this instance, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that it was actually still that did the shooting. Just based on what I've read and other things, it just doesn't se- seem to add up that this... You know, Prasser Fong was actually the shooter. It doesn't, none of it adds up. I'm pretty sure he went and paid with his debit card and then mm-hmm. Herstel came out of the bathroom and just started blasting people.
1: Yeah. And while they were sitting there too, eating, Prasser Fong said that Herstel just was randomly like, I brought your gun inside. I have it on me.
0: So is, wh- where is he serving? Are they in the same spot or?
1: No, 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 no. I don't think they would put him in the same prison ever. But um, Prasser Fong is in Florence and. Not for long, because it's being shut down.
0: Oh, what Florence? Yeah, you prison. didn't hear about that
1: going uh, bye-bye. Yeah, Why is mo- it being shut down. Save quote-unquote save taxpayer money.
0: Oh, private so they're going to prison. They're opening a private prison and moving them all there.
1: They're moving them. Yeah, I think they're putting them anywhere in private prisons. That I don't think they're going to build another private prison. But they're
0: just spreading them out, sharing the wealth of criminals.
1: Yeah, I think after um, Arpaio kind of put a really, really bad stigma on Arizona prisons that we're trying to like get all of everybody out of our prisons so By we look paying better paying
0: a large corporation to house <laughs> we're people. just gonna send our criminals to yeah, passages but... malibu pretty soon <laughs> <Then> they're not
1: <laughs> living in tent city anymore so that makes us look better yes
0: yeah. that's true we treat them real good they got jacuzzis and spa days
1: they don't have to sleep in a 117 degree tent in pink boxers anymore fuck you arpaio
0: well anyway katie is there anything else you want to talk about about this on this case
1: Fuck Joe Arapaio.
0: Fuck this guy.
1: Yeah. Guys.
0: Guys, fuck these guys. And I mean, the Pizza Hut murders were kind of a big thing here in Tucson. I like Every kid that I talked to that grew up or was around at that time says that they remember that. One of our friends said that he remembers going in there afterwards and there were like teddy bears and cards and things like that hanging on the wall and shit.
1: I think it was in 2000 that they tore it down. Okay.
0: So it had to been shortly after this. Yeah, because he said around that time he went and saw like, oh, and yeah, yeah, went there oh, and they were yeah. just like shit all over the walls of the building or something like that.
1: Yeah, they obviously did not make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to reopen after a triple homicide inside of your restaurant.
1: Yeah, but I mean this I was... I think
0: these days it actually would probably maybe do okay. Be a draw, yeah. Everyone's just like, fuck yeah, let's go eat at the Pizza Hut where those people... Fucking shot everybody up.
1: But I think this was probably and will always be one of the most sensational cases out of, I mean, Tucson. Because we don't have a whole lot of
0: I think Gabriel Giffords was a nationwide. Homicides. That's yeah. true. And was Jordan Peterson nationwide? Uh, then, somewhat. I think it caught a little, uh, well, Sioux City. Yeah. It got a little bit of exposure. We've had a few, but you're right. This one's pretty... This one's pretty fucking intense, as far as like just no rationale behind why it happened.
1: No motive. They didn't take anything. There was tons of money left behind.
0: Yeah, the guy had three hundred something dollars in his pocket. uh, The store manager. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, at least in the Jordan Peterson case, I guess there may have been some explainable motive because it was a drug deal gone wrong. Right, right. Gabby Giffords, there—that was senseless, but that was mental illness. Jared
0: Loefner's head.
1: But, yeah, this was just...
0: Two seemingly normal kids decide to fucking kill three people over pizza and money. Anyway, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send us an email at fourcornerscrimecast at com. That's F-O-U-R, Cornerscrimecast at com.
1: You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fourcornerscrimecast and on Instagram at fourcornerscrimecast. And we're taking suggestions for... For episodes, well I was gonna say for what? Do you wanna do the whole?
0: Are we expanding? We're expanding. What are we doing here? I'd say
1: we could I mean, if you have suggestions in the four corners, obviously, but we are willing to
0: Yeah, give us some Texas, give us some uh I wanna slowly
1: expand out. So like Texas, Nevada, California.
0: Give us some Nevada and uh Nevada. (laughs) <laughs> Idaho, maybe my sister has some suggestions from Portland. Portland, the Pacific Northwest is just chock full of weird serial killers oh, and yeah. stuff. Like, I would love to hear something from, you know, like the nor- middle northern, like Minnesota, like some Norse killing. Yeah. Let's get some Viking killing.
1: I bet that happens often. Yeah. Yeah,
0: those people are nuts, eh? Yeah, cold winters. Don't you know? Times without sunshine. That'll do it. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, if you want to do like middle of nowhere, we could do Dahmer. We it, want to do like big, major names.
0: We'll see how it goes. We will see what we get. Hopefully, we get some good, uh, some good suggestions. Go ahead and give us a f- listen and a follow on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and give us a follow on Spotify. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, just remember to eat, pay, and then leave. Yeah. Just leave.
1: Is that our first like rule?
0: Rule number one, eat, pay, leave. Don't kill your cashier slash pizza employees. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week.
1: See ya. Adios, motherfuckers.